I can't wait to introduce uh, how Yu-Gi-Oh cards are actually the uh, currency of this of this world and campaign. Yeah, the big bad's gonna be Blue Eyes White Dragon. Can't wait to cast Blue Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> Kaiba. So, last time. Lynn, we started off the uh, the last session in the town of Whitport, uh, where they had just solved the mystery of the Were Tiger murders. Uh, and at the beginning of it, Glenn had a conversation with a coin that they had found uh, a couple sessions earlier off of these soldiers who had said that they had been working for the Tattered Lord. And this coin essentially has like scratched off markings on both sides of it. But when Glenn it, it when Glenn was going to bed, it essentially started burning and he had a conversation with it about this figure that is essentially trapped somewhere and wants them to come free them. Didn't get much information out of it aside from that um, before the coin went silent. Uh, they learned, they, they asked a couple questions about the tattered Lord from Cedric, who is the mayor of Whitport, mm -hmm. who, uh, used, who essentially gave them access to his library of history and lore. And uh, using that, they found out that the tattered Lord was this, uh, figure from history over a hundred years ago, there was only one recording of him, uh, and that it was essentially a, a fallen Lord who had figured out a way to live beyond death. And that is all the information they got from Cedric for that. Uh, Cosmo got a amulet that, uh, an amulet, a silver amulet from Molly, who essentially said it was a good luck charm of their family and passed it on to him. Uh, they, as they were on the road back to Tintown from Whitport, they encountered a, one of the soldiers, the one who had escaped, uh, that worked for the Tattered Lord, had, was sitting on the ground in the path and was just laughing hysterically and when Cosmo touched them uh, they pulled out a dagger and cut their own throat and offed themselves essentially and they noticed that the, the soldier was withered uh, like kind of unnaturally withered uh, and as they traveled down the path a little bit more they actually encountered an owlbear in, in the campsite they had slept in during the time when they encountered the soldiers, the Tattered Lord soldiers. And after fighting and dispatching the owlbear pretty quickly... Because of they, Rangrim. Because of Rangrim, they... Prove it. They, uh... <laughs> I think I have it they, recorded. It's, it's... No, no one has it recorded anywhere. <laughs> um, they essentially found that the bodies of the soldiers that they had dispatched earlier had actually, like really quickly decomposed and were almost like just completely disintegrated and desecrated by the time that they were getting back to them. And then it had only been like a couple days, way, way too fast decomposition. Uh, Rangrim took a couple of the finger bones and some of the skin, the dried skin in his pocket, I believe. And we, uh, so he has that for, for, for future use. Um, they made it successfully back to Tin Town where they uh, turned in the, the bounty for the, or I guess they turned to the bounty for the uh, were-tiger murders and got essentially the full reward for that. Uh, Glenn went and talked to Joro down in the mines, who's the leader of the kind of renegade force, the refugee forces that live down there and aren't allowed to come to the surface. And uh, essentially 
promised that he was going to bring them weapons and was talking about different ways to uh, do that, accomplish that, and then essentially turned into, figured out that he would just turn into Cosmo so that he could pass back and forth through the mines without any kind of, you know, problems or having to sneak through anymore because Cosmo works down there and has the ability to pass whenever he wants. Friendship. Uh, of course, not telling Cosmo this. Nope. Throwing shame, <laughs> throwing shame his way. Best friends forever. And uh, yeah, that led to essentially everyone kind of going to sleep for the night. And in the middle of the night, Cosmo had a nightmare that he right. was traveling deep down into the mines into a cavern he had never been in before and encountered a group of dwarves who he couldn't see their faces or who they were and watched as this uh the symbol this red hand with an eye symbol that they've found they've encountered a couple times now uh pulled the ceiling down crushing all these dwarves in front of him and with that he woke up screaming and realized he was no longer in his bed he was outside of his house and had drawn on the wall outside that red-handed upside down handed red symbol uh, with an eye in the middle of it uh in blood uh and that is actually wait where i did that we, in my sleep you did that in yeah well you don't know you woke up and you were standing in front of the wall and that symbol is in front of you and your hands were covered in blood oh okay all right so we pre i perceive that i did it got it i mean i think we're gonna i think we're gonna figure that out pretty quickly um but yeah i think with that we can uh begin episode eight all for one not this one. Um, yeah, so Cosmo, you're you're standing outside your house and mm. you have drawn this you you look down at your hands and they are covered in blood and there are cuts across your hands, your palms, and you've drawn this symbol outside and you've just essentially woken up screaming. And that's the situation you find yourself in right now. What do you do? Um, so I wake up bleeding. Um, is it, uh, is it like actively bleeding? You have these small cuts across your hands as if you've taken something like sharp and cut it a bunch of times hmm. on both hands. Um, I, so I, like, I look at the cuts and I want to, I, I guess I don't know, like, do I look around for a, maybe what caused the... Do I see what maybe a knife or something that maybe caused it? You you look down on the ground and, and laying down on the, on the ground at your side is actually that piece of carapace from the uh, hook whore. And you can see that on along the sharp edge of the piece of this, like, I guess, chitin that would have been protecting the hook whore. Uh, you can see that on the sharp edge of it, uh, there is blood running down it. Okay. Um, and then I look at the wall and I see the mark of that upside down hand with the eyeball in it. Mm -hmm. um, do I see anything else maybe like that would have caused the bleeding? Like, did I sacrifice something? <laughs> You don't see anything, like, there's no dead bodies around you. There's no small animals that you've mm -hmm. uh, done anything with. Like, it just seems like you, 
putting together context clues, it seems like you cut your hand a mm -hmm. bunch of times on the sharp part of this uh, carapace that mm. for information of everyone else has, uh, has the, it was the first time you encountered this symbol and the symbol of the hand with the eye in it is actually embedded into this carapace mm -hmm. from this hook board. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, so I would probably just like shout, uh, I just, all right, Graham. <laughs> then, uh, I I think I did something in my sleep, and I didn't pay. <laughs> um, and, uh, he's is is he outside of his his house? Yes, yes, he is outside of his house. Uh, which no, which number? Do we know where and it's not which number he is? I'm gonna just make a. I believe that we picked it was one of the ones either to the right or the left of location five, which is where yeah. we're at. Rangram, which okay, is I was gonna say because that's where I'm at. I'd be at yeah. the Iron Woman. I was gonna say I thought we were close yeah. to each other when we, because Glenn was sleeping <clears throat> yeah. in the spare. Yeah, I'm, I'm upstairs. Or yeah, so he would be awake because he only yeah. sleeps for like a half hour, right? Yeah, so. this yeah. is this is early morning, probably around like two a.m. Something. Yeah, like yeah. That. So I I would have not necessarily woken up, but I would have been alerted by the the first yell when he snapped awake, um, and I'm like coming out the door when he kind of yells for us. Uh, Glenn, I don't know what I did. So I'm like fixing my like white, like all white robes, and I like looked at him like, uh, I'm gonna need you to keep your Glenn, hands where they are, buddy. Glenn, Let's take like a little bit of a step back. Glenn, tell me, is it? Does it look? What does it look like? Look at uh, it. Look at it. Looks looks like you got blood all over your hands. We should uh, wait, maybe go see if Rangrim's got some uh, medication for you, my friend. Well, so you said. I said, oh, I'm I'm good with that one, and I like close my hands, and you just see a light come from them, and I use lay on hands to, I use lay my on lay your on, own hands. I lay hands <laughs> on my hands. Just lay. gotta clap, you gotta clap, <laughs> just mm, like that. Mm. Well, uh, 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 looks like you. I'm okay. I just I don't I. It was a thing. I was awake, and uh, there's this thing on the ground. It looks like maybe I caught myself, and uh, I drew a thing on the wall. It's really good. Lynn, oh, I don't. It's Lynn a really nice artwork. Wow, man, you're uh, you're talented. I didn't know you had that in you. How'd you get so high up there? Well, you see, I have no fucking clue. Huh? Did you hoist it's me all, up? Would you? Did, it's, did, it's only about the highest point it gets to is about five feet. So I just yeah, I was like standing, still like right here. I, actually, <laughs> I, I, I was standing on my tippy toes. Just, hey, man, I'm impressed. You've been uh, you've been doing those squats we've been talking about. Good for you, man. Yeah, yes, it's very nice. Uh, this looks a lot like you know that, right? And I point to the carapace that's got the branded hand yeah, on it. I yes, I clearly had some inspiration. It, it, you know, I'd seen it before. <laughs> he traced. Is I grabbed a step stool. That's right. <laughs> I look back to towards Madge's. Do I see Rangrim on his way? Oh yeah, he came, comes right around the corner, right as you look over, like this is uh, getting awkward. Right. And yeah, Rangrim like, comes comes around the corner and is like, "What are we all yelling for at such an early hour?" He kind of looks at the the sky for a moment because he has absolutely no idea what time it was because. I did. He did just take a keg from the tavern and yeah, just, just roll it home. True. Even true. You've been having a, a Rangrim party. 
yeah, so he's been partying by himself. What are we all yelling about right now? And he turns around and looks over at the huge effigy of this hand and eye symbol drawn in blood. And looks over at Cosmo with the blood all over his hands and then looks at Clint. He's like, <laughs> what the fuck did you do? I, I, just like, I, I hold up my like completely bare hands. I'm like, you know, you know, this wasn't me, right? Uh, so you mean to tell me this is this little goody two shoes did all the things with all the blood on the walls, graffiti in his mother's house like that. Wait, well, but, you realize he's literally red-handed, right? We we caught him <laughs> red-handed. There is literally blood on my the blood is literally on my hands. It's right it's right there. I don't well, I, th I think it's my blood. But I don't remember anything in the night. I just I went to bed. It was nice. It was comfy. And then I woke up screaming and here I am. Well, hold on. And Rangrim pokes one of Cosmo's hands. Licks his finger and then licks the wall. Do I know if it's his blood? <laughs> it's ketchup. Okay. No. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know. Uh, do, do a, irony. <laughs> either do a medicine check or a nature check for me. I will. I think I want to do a medicine. I'm gonna double check that. Days. I'm pretty sure medicine is what I want to Tastes do. Like pennies. Yes, yeah. it is. That's the right amount of iron content. As an eight, an eighteen. I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, with your history in you know being a cleric and knowledge of of healing arts, that I'll say that you're able to essentially tell that it's similar blood. It's twelve and like that's your blood, and I like lean to wipe my hand on Glint. I dodge. I dodge so fast. <laughs> I know it's coming. Like from the history of like, I just dodge. <laughs> I want to. I want an agility check. <laughs> yeah, you I, I petition the DM. Saving, a deck saving throw. Uh, sixteen. I. I mean, Rangram, you want to do a? Uh, you want to roll I, one? Yeah. Let's just hope I don't roll more than a sixteen with my big old fatty zero to Dex. <laughs> Fifteen. Ooh. That could have been al spooky. <laughs> you almost get him. You almost get him. Oh, um, man. I tried. You can uh, you can hear the sound, uh, kind of like a, a clumping noise coming down the path, and you can see kind of a swinging lantern uh, coming your way from a little bit farther away. Uh, sorry, coming from like this uh, town. Kind coming, of? yeah, coming from yeah, kind of to the left hand side of this uh, uh, this this map here. Is it still? Is it like early morning or is it still nighttime or like? like it's still nighttime. It's about two a.m. Okay. Okay. And how big was the uh, the handprint? Like about five feet high. Yeah, it's about between four to five feet. Okay. Um, when I see the lantern, I cast a minor illusion and I try to block the whole hand to be mm. just oh. like the wood again. Yeah. So as who who's walking this way with the lantern? I missed that. I'm sorry. Uh, we don't know. They're getting a little bit closer now, and you can see it's a pretty big form, and you can hear kind of like a. It's not a consistent footfalls. It seems like it's kind of a, a like a clump, clump. And Our then boy. You, and you see a lantern coming, and uh, yeah, as as they get closer, uh, you can tell. Uh, you can see Luther kind of uh, limping his way over with his uh, still peg leg. Uh, you yeah, you see your friend, uh, friend the Warforged Luther. The what? 
uh, ring uh, bang, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I, th I thought I heard, uh, I thought I heard someone, someone screaming. What are you, uh, what's going on? Oh, uh, man, we thought was... we heard yeah, yelling yeah. too, so yeah, we, yeah, came we came over here. We came outside just as we was start we was hearing. Mm. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Odd. Odd. All right. Um, sure there's, uh, nothing going on? I, kinda, I mean, it's always something going on, right? Like it's it's definitely it's five o'clock somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah, if you're if you're sitting, you're doing something. All right, he seems to. I rolled an insight for him. He seems to be kind of suspicious, but at the same time, uh, he doesn't seem to feel like it's. He, he's a pretty private person, so it doesn't seem like it's his his business to bring it up, and he seems to trust you. But actually, uh. Pretty happy that I ran into you. Uh, I know it's kind of an odd time of night, but I uh, actually have something. I, I heard I heard you did a pretty amazing job uh, with everyone over in Whitport, and I have uh, something I'd like to show you if you uh, want to follow me. Uh, Being staring at this blood on the wall, and Rangram just follows him, fully knowing that he might have just blown cover. Uh, Glidly, oh my god, we just picked up some hilarious jokes in Whitport, you know, the old blood on the wall story. It's, it, I'll tell you it once we get back to your place. Oh, Cosmo, one of those you, you have to be uh, there kind of things, right? Yeah, you, you get it, you get it. Yep. Gotcha. It's, Cosmo, you mentioned you were gonna go help your mom start uh, breakfast, right? Yeah, 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 I gotta go. It's gotta Actually, go. uh, Cosmo, if you don't mind, I, I really, uh, I, I'd like everyone to be there. This is pretty important. Uh, that's, that's alright, then I'll, I'll go along. It's okay, Glenn. I appreciate you. Me, me mom will be all right. All right. Oh, mate, if she's making breakfast at this time, I don't know what she needs help for. Right. She's got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. It is the middle of the night, right? What was I it thinking? Is. What was I thinking? I'll just help oh, her in the morning. That's another thing that they say in Whitport. Um, sorry, had to help my mom make breakfast. You had to be there. You had to be there. And we start walking with him. <laughs> yeah, you see, he's, he seems like he kind of stopped paying attention to that a little while ago and has turned around and is just kind of leading the way back to his, uh, back to the, the guild, essentially, back to the Heroes Guild. Sneakily, I look to, caught, like, I kind of turn while we're walking and I take off my robe and I throw it to Cosmo. I'm like, cover your fucking shit up. I just, like, toss in my white robe. Uh, my hands are, I got, what do I roll to catch? Uh, I think if he's throwing you a robe, I think that you can probably just catch it. I don't think you need to That's roll right. for that. Uh, great. Make Perfect. a catch save. Yeah. <laughs> I save. Um, he's out. And yeah, and uh, Luther's not looking back behind him or anything like that. Fair uh, Glenn, do you have the coin on you? Yes, it by is. By the by? Attached to, well, shit, actually. Yeah, it's, it's attached to like my armor. Okay. As you are walking over and you're, uh, it seems to be, you can feel this like heat growing in your pocket where the coin is. I like where this is headed. <laughs> Good um, things are coming. I, uh, you... oh. I, I'd like kind of pat for it and I, I palm it. I don't like pull it out, but I, I, it's in my hand and it's palmed. Okay. Uh, the second that you touch it, you hear that voice again in your head and we'll just kind of we're going to kind of do two scenes at the same simultaneously so we'll jump in and out of this but uh you hear that voice in your head go hello uh, oh, oh my god you're there again okay and then uh so, so you can hear that voice talking to you uh you guys are making your way over to 
Luther's Legends, the hero guild that's in town. And uh, Luther walks inside and uh, kind of leads you into this 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 room, which again is uh, essentially set up kind of like a, I guess like a banquet hall. It's essentially one large long room that does have a s couple small rooms coming off of it, but uh, there's one big long table going down the middle of it, and it has a raised dais at the front that has a couple chairs and a table for essentially looking down at the long table that runs through the actual main part of the building. And then behind that, there is a coat of arms with uh, a couple with a sword and an axe crossed back behind it on the wall. And so Luther uh, walks it. A painted up? sword and axe or a sword and axe? It's real. Real is sword it, and axe. Is it his giant sword? It is not. Luther, uh, Luther's big sword is uh, on his back right now. His, his big old big old buster sword kind of thing. Um, and he walks in and uh, Glenn, are you, are, so you're still, so the conversation with the coin in your head um, goes, I, I don't have, I don't know how much time I have. Uh, the tattered Lord could be back any minute. I, I was able to steal, steal some, some time away, but, um, and you, you start getting this vision in your head of, it looks like a, a snowy mountain range and this like kind of valley between the two peaks. And it's like, you're zooming out of this, what essentially looks like not a cave entrance and not a mine entrance, but more of like a, it's been constructed almost like it's, it's well formed of these, like the, the opening of like a temple that's been sealed up and there's these carvings and runes all over the, the front of it. And you're kind of pulling farther and farther away from that uh, as this, like these visions are showing in your head. And, and you're kind of seeing this simultaneously as you're hearing Luther who walks in into the room and kind of walks towards the dais and goes, you know, uh, this place used to be something, something pretty amazing. Uh, great heroes and legends were born here in this Heroes Guild. And from what I hear of your, your talents and what you've done with the people of Whitport and how you helped them, I think that it's time that you see its true potential. And he walks up to the dais and grabs the hilt of the sword on the bottom and he lifts it up. And as he does, the floor in front of the, the raised dais, in between the raised dais and the banquet table, you hear this grinding and scraping as it slides away, exposing the staircase that's going down into the floor. We have a bat cave. <sighs> and uh, Luther takes the, the lantern and starts heading down the stairs. Uh, Luther, uh, do we follow you? Rangrip's already following him. Like, yeah, I, I know where to go. I, uh, uh, Glenn would hang back half a second, like to see them start down the stairs, um, and would whisper to himself, like, "Can you hear me?" Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can hear you. Um, did you, did you see, did you, did you see what I, the, the location? Uh, I saw something. I don't know what I saw. Is that where you are? Uh, that's that's what I can remember. I I I just know it's it's somewhere somewhere cold. I'll there's there's more. I the do you 
the tattered lord do you do you know do you know who that is only uh only myths do you remember your name i i don't i don't remember my name i it's it's like it's been erased from from me i i know i know who the tattered lord is and for me to get out of here you're gonna have to get something from them they they've locked me in here and there's there's a sort of key to get me out. Um, and so with that, we're going to, we're going to move back down. So uh, are you still hanging out up on how out up on top Glenn? No, I'm, I'm walking like whatever I think the range of whisper, like <laughs> the distance that my whispers would not travel. So like maybe like five or six steps behind or five feet back. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you all go down this, kind of short spiraling staircase that seems to go maybe 10 to 15 feet down below the ground. It's, it's, uh, and what you come into is this pretty amazing room. It seems to be completely cylindrical. And it's, like I said, it's about 15 feet tall, kind of arching at the top a little bit. And it's cobblestone and it's illuminated by these multicolored floating magical spheres that seem to be kind of floating and moving around towards the roof and around the room. And right now they're kind of a blue green when you first enter into the room. And as you, as you go in, they, they almost change and react to you entering the room and change into more of this like incandescent warm light and which illuminates the room more completely. And you now see that there are in the center of the room, there's this, what looks like this, mad like this fountain and the water seems to be steaming and there it seems to be fresh water flowing up into it it's a kind of raised out from the floor uh, uh maybe three feet or so in a in a circle it's exactly in the middle of the room and then there are four alcoves on each quadrant of the room and then a long hallway that seems to open up to a bunch of doors uh off of that and in one of the alcoves you see what looks like a circular rune carved into the floor that is uh, what you probably would recognize as a teleportation circle. It does not seem to be active in any way, shape, or form, but it is just that is carved into the floor in this corner. And actually, for the other three coves, alcoves, I would like you to tell me what is in your sanctum. I'm going to post... Hey. I'm going to post a list in chat of the options that you have. Um, and I'll just go over it really quickly. So you have the choice of six things that you can have to add to the room. Each of you get a, to choose one that you're going to add to the sanctum. And these are going to be assets you can access when in the sanctum. Um, they, you have access to adding a lore library, which is for legends and history. Essentially what... Uh, Cedric gave you access to, but then you wouldn't have to travel to Whitport every time. A magic library, which is for the study of magic and spells. An armory, which is a stockpile of normal weapons and armor. An alchemist lab, which you can use to synthesize poisons, bombs, etc. A cage, which is a jail or a prison cell. A herbalist lab, which is for creating potions and items for healing. And yeah, that's it actually, that's the six. So um, I guess we can go one by one. 
and see what you would like to have in your sanctum. Um, um I want to go last because obviously Rangram wants the armory, <laughs> but that might just be too on the nose. I want to see what everybody else goes with to see if we can and see what our chat has to say about it too, because I think that the armory would be would the armory just be like an armory, or would there be a, like a proper forge could be set up there? So I you could have you can actually totally have a forge. I just assume you probably wouldn't want a forge because you already have one in town. Have one at the That's I know, true. but it's just it's so on the nose. Like Rangram is just like more places to do stuff. I like <laughs> um, more I, places to hammer. I have a question. Places to hammer. Yep. I what is what is the difference between alchemist lab and an herbal lab? Alchemy is going to be for creating and synthesizing weapons of some sort. Like if you wanted to create a poisons or like bombs or acids, things like of that sort, things that are damaging, that's what that's going to be. Herbalist, herbalist lab is going to be more for creating things that are for healing and restorative properties. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I will happily pick first. Uh, Right. Glenn would a hundred percent want an alchemist lab, poison and what? sneaky ways to kill people. Mm-hmm. And this lore library would it come stocked? Yes, it would come stocked with books. Okay. And um, what, the what would be the the magic library again? Because the lore library is more like what Cedric kind of had at his. Yep, it's gonna be hist- it's gonna be history of Sakal and uh, things of that sort. The magic library is gonna be a study of magic and spells. So if you run into strange magics or strange items and like artifacts, there's gonna be things like that. That yes. that's where you're gonna get more of that information from. Okay, so so just as a group, because we're all kind of hashing this out, we feel like we do have a forge already in town in Tin Town. We do. We have a slow lore library. We have a slow. It's a day's travel to the lore library. So Cedric's, yeah. I can send Poe. I can send Poe, so it could fly yeah. there. Literal. I mean, until we get that teleportation circle up and running, then like maybe we just boom, boom, bamf over to Cedric's. Okay. Come right back, maybe. So there's a yeah. possibility that we we eventually get a lore library close. Um, magic. Magic library sounds tight. <laughs> magic, magic library sounds tight. Cool. <laughs> right? I mean, there's definitely yeah. a possibility. Herbalism and alchemy, always a win to have. Um, I, yeah. What What is cage? What is the cage again? Is it just like a, a big prison. old cage? It's a just prison. like a prison? It's like a prison. A it's like it's a essentially thing? like a jail cell. Yeah. Ah, never mind. Different kind of cage. Got it. <laughs> yeah, there's a swing in the middle of it. There you go. There it is. There it is. What are you and Luther getting well, up to bir- down it's here? It's a bird cage. It's a really big Lin bird three cage. <laughs> uh, all right. My my three would be alchemist, magic. I guess an herbalist. Uh, magic. I feel like yeah. I don't. Yeah. That that's my three. Those are my three. Uh, I feel- um, as like a. Is of technically a full caster, Rangram's gonna go with Magic Library. Okay. Because I already, I mean, if we're at Luther's and that's location 10, like the Iron Woman is right next to it. Right. So yeah. It's right next door. So I'm not gonna go Army. If my pick, I'm gonna take Magic Library. Mm-hmm. I got Alchemist. So you got last pick. Ooh. 
Um, then I think I I do like the idea of being able to do herbalist lab as uh, but I just I'm trying not to like meta too much. But my what my character what Cosmo would know is that we have Cedric, we have the Iron Woman, we have those things available to us. It cage isn't really in my nature. Um. So yeah, so I I think an herbal. I mean, lawful good. What if you want to lock up some punks? Then I turn him over. I'd like I'd likely turn him over to the, uh, the uh, correct authorities. The correct authorities, not a group <laughs> or, of vigilante miscreants. <laughs> or we would just dwarf pile, and it would be done and over with. As so, we do. As we do. So, and I think that that. I feel like that pretty much hits what that was recommending to like. Magic library, alchemist, and herbalist. That's pretty much, pretty much Tiger's most of it. Called that one. Tiger for, Stark. Yeah, yeah. Does the armory already have plate mail in it? Uh, I will say that there is at least one chunk of plate mail in this armory. Mm. Nope. Sigma <laughs> magic library. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> What's that? What did he say? So stick with the magic library. All, all right, right, all right, so, all right. So we're gonna go with it then. So magic library, uh, alchemist lab, and herbalist lab. Yep. John, our, our DM froze. Uh, we lost him again. He left the room. He like hardcore left. He quit. We made him quit. We have, we, we picked the bane and the bless. Did we beat the DM? Labs. We did beat the DM. We beat the DM. We made him quit. Okay, I don't like that idea anymore. Yeah, oh. <laughs> he's done. Hey, bud. Hey, sorry. I don't know why it keeps doing that. You lost your heart. You've it's all a... seen Gilbert Godfrey reading Fifty Shades of Grey. No. That a... sounds... I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't have a vagina, but that dried me right up. <laughs> um, let's see if we can continue this. Did we, did we settle on, uh, during my many yeah. drops, did we settle on what we yeah. want to do? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Magic Library, Alchemist Lab, and Herbalist Lab. Awesome. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah, so... Hell that, yeah. As you look around the room, you see in the other three alcoves, you see those uh, that you have access to, those as well now. And uh, Luther, as he walks in, he goes, so uh, the, the pool in the middle is actually a a healing spring. Uh, one of the most powerful mages I ever met in my life uh, actually enchanted that. And it's not the water that comes up, so you can't bottle it, but the actual pool itself is uh, has healing powers. And you, you'll you heal quickly if you, uh, if you are to bathe in it. Um, and the mm. actual sanctum itself is protected from scrying and other kind of magical means of divinations. Yep. So as long as you're in here and long as anything else is in here, things you don't want to be found, they are protected. So that's, uh, that's amazing. That's, that's really nice there, uh, Luto. Thank you. I don't, wait, why? Uh, Rangram why? immediately goes and sits in the pool. He just wants to see if he cures the Rangram is going to take a bath now. And, uh, Luther, what, what have we done to deserve such a, a wonderful place, uh, with such gifts? I just, 
I believe that people that do good should have everything at their disposal to do so. Actually, at the end of this hallway uh, are rooms that I know that especially you, Cosmo, and you, Rangram, have places to stay. But if you do choose to stay down in the sanctum and feel like uh, this is where your calling is at, uh, there are plenty of rooms uh, down that way that uh, you can claim for yourselves and have been home to uh, powerful heroes in the past. So I uh, nice. feel like I feel like it. Uh, you'd be right at home there. See, it Luther, I knew you understood how good I was. I knew that was just a, a matter of time before you saw who I am on the inside. Cosmo, I always told you it pays to be good. None of that shady stuff you've been into lately. Just do the right thing. Says, like, like, give Luther a thumbs up. Says the Glenn, weird elf who's always doing weird stuff. Glenn, are you still holding on to the coin in your pocket? Oh, yeah. Uh, the coin's been kind of quiet, and you felt it kind of go... Cool off. Uh, cool off a little bit, and then it suddenly heats back up, and you hear the voice again go, Oh, okay. Here... He, this this is the tattered lord and you're kind of confused for a second because the vision that comes through into your eyes in 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 your mind's eye is is a face that is very familiar to you but instead of looking it's looking at you through the bars of a cage but it's also the face that's directly in front of you and you see Luther's face projected into your mind's eye. And with that, the coin goes, just cools off completely. And that is what you see. I see which form of Luther. I see the um, you see Warforged a, version of him. You see the Warforged face that is right in front of you right now. Good question. In your mind's eye. When he okay. went, and okay. the phrase was, This is the face of the tattered lord. Yeah. I, uh, so uh, I see that. Oh, no. Like, I blink back in it. Having lots of technical difficulty tonight. Sorry, guys. Yeah, okay, we lost you a bit there, bud. I think you might be a goner. He's a goner. He's frozen. He's, He's a goner. Well, on that note, um, I'm wicked Wait. glad that Rangram doesn't have that meta knowledge because things would be taking a There's, far oh, different turn. <laughs> Wait. Am I back? You're back. You are back now, sir. Sweet. All right. So, sorry about that. Um, so, basically, I see the. Uh, I'm told that the Tattered Lord is right, or like, this is what the Tattered Lord looks like. And all of a sudden I see uh, Luther on the other side of bars. And then like that vision fades out and just like Luther directly in front of me. Yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, Glenn immediately kind of takes a, a slow step back and slide of hands the, the coin into his pocket. And uh, is, kinda... uh, is everything all right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, just anytime you see a, a secret lair, it's uh, always a little bit surprising uh how long how long has it been since you've been down here it looks pretty well uh kept together you've been cleaning this up for us while we've been out 
Yeah, actually, actually, that's a good question. Um, yeah, when you when you kind of walk through, I know it's dark, and uh, but oh, when you first, en- yeah, true. Uh, but when you first entered into uh, the Heroes Guild, you it was completely filthy. Uh, it didn't look like anyone had cleaned it in a very long time because you know Warforges don't need to eat, don't need to sleep. It 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 seemed like someone was moving around in this space, but wasn't like interacting with it, cleaning it, anything of that sort. Even though it's dark, when you pass through it, it looked like someone had, there were lanterns lit, there were torches lit on the wall, it was, which was not what it was the first time, it was completely pitch black, there was like one lantern, and it looks like someone has been cleaning it, it has, everything is much more well maintained, everything's been picked up, and it seems like this has been turned into a much more hospitable environment, and this down below matches that as well. Uh, Go Sorry, go ahead. Mm-mm. I said, uh, well, Luther, I really do appreciate the offer. I would love to uh, maybe take residence in one of these one of these rooms you have down the hallway, but uh, you know, I would just feel like an awful guest if I didn't go back and at least thank Cosmo's uh, very fine mother for. She's a very me. nice mom. She's... She is. She makes the best. What is that? Squirrel squirrel stew. Right. Yeah. Li- li- lizard, lizard tail. Lizard soup. tail. Yep. Mm, yeah. Okay. You told me squirrel the first time. I feel a little bit betrayed there, Cosmo. But no, no it was it was always lizard tail and woven bread. I think I blocked that one out then. Right. Uh, right. I would, I'd feel terrible about not going to say thank you. So maybe uh, I'll come back in a couple of days. But I feel like I gotta you know tidy up the place a little bit before I you know move all my stuff in here. That'd be so rude. Hey, hey no pressure at all. Uh, do you, uh, if you want to come take a look at the rooms, I, uh, you're, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but yeah, we can, uh, I mean, it's the middle of the night. We don't need to. And as he's speaking, you hear the bells from the mine. Shit. Uh, you hear it ring once very loudly, and it kind of resonates. Even down lower, you know, guys, you guys are in the ground. You can hear that bell from the mines. Uh, we hear the, the we hear the bell, and I and uh, Cosmo says he says, "Hey, uh, Luto, is there any way other way out of this place other than the back of the way we came, or is there a way down into the mines from here?" No, uh, no, you gotta go back up and go. There's a there's no other way out of here. This is a one way in, one way out situation. I but go go. I I, I won't be able to keep up with you. Yep, yep. This Looks like we got a fight on our hands, boys. Graveyard gets off up, we go. still in the bathtub, sopping wet. Come on, Wait, I'm not drunk anymore, though. I wonder what happens when I drink in it. It just is an endless. That sounds like no fun at all. Let's go. <laughs> I'll be honest. That sounds like a waste of ale. And what I if I drink in it, but just my feet in it? Or drink right. outside of it and occasionally dip my feet in. Yep. So uh, uh, already gone. <laughs> so you guys are running. You guys are running down towards the mines. Yeah, I'm following Cosmo. So uh, for anyone that's new here in the chat, the, the essentially the there is a one central mine in the town that has a three-gate system that as the, as the gates are passed, when the first gate is passed, which is the farthest in the mine, uh, one bell will ring. If it gets past the second bell, two bells will ring. And then the third bell, by the time it reaches the third, the third gate, which is the last gate into the city, that's when they'll ring three bells. As you were running to the, the mine, you get, you get just towards the front doors and you hear two bells, a, like a oh, bell snap. ring and then a second bell ring. And you, um, right before that, you actually see the door to the mines, just the whole structure of it shudder. 
and kind of dust is falling from the ceiling as, as if something has hit something very hard. And that's af after that is when you hear the two bells. Um, and at this point, you're just running through the mines. And as you reach the first gate, it is, they are already, it is open high enough for you guys to go underneath. And they're just waving, waving uh, people through. Like back, point. like evacuating or like waving us in? Waving you, waving people in. Yeah, waving you into like, it. There, like, it, it's it's mm. four defenders to get into uh farther into the mine past the first gate. Mm, okay. The, the Imperial okay. Guard people are doing that. Yes. Do they look um, injured at in this any moment? Rangrim wants to stop to his two compatriots. Say one second, and I'm gonna cast aid on the party. Nice. Um, that gives you all five to your maximum HP for the next eight hours. Yeah. Thank you. Cleric, doing need, cleric shit. We need to turn doing that into cleric something. stuff. We need to turn that into like, we all turn in high five. <laughs> yeah, like, like freeze frame. Ah. <laughs> so you're running past the first gate and you're seeing that around Cannon. you are, there are uh, people that are working for the mine. There's there's guards, there's, uh, there don't seem to be any soldiers in there, but there is the, essentially the mine militia is preparing uh, for a fight. They're sitting there between the first are uh, the sorry the third gate which is the you know the last one into the town and the second gate and they are uh, just kind of preparing for like a last defense if it is able to get past that second gate and the second gate is open just enough to essentially as you not to run through it but essentially if you wanted to slide through it's open about two feet as as we approach. Um the as we kind of walk into this open way do we see a commander up high or anybody up high on a tent like there are there are people up on the wall that are facing away from you and they look like they're looking through uh through the gate and as you are approaching this gate you see just a smoke cloud and there is like debris and rubble and there is something very big that is just inside the first gate so when we saw the militia, was the militia on this side of the closing gate or they were on the other side of the closing gate? They are, so essentially if gate three is the last one before you go into town, they are between gate two and gate three. So they are- They're being closed off. Yes, they're the last line of defense. Glenn would not stop and he would just slide right underneath. The, like full baseball slide. Between remember between gate one and gate two is where the refugees campment is encampment is. So if this thing's past gate one, it is in where the refugee encampment yeah. is, yep. where all the uh, the underdark people that aren't allowed to go to the surface live. Mm -hmm. Wink. Sliding right right in that bad boy too. Okay, let's go. So, awesome. Um, with uh, that, let's roll. Let's open up astral and roll for initiative. Wait, what's Cosmo doing? Hold, hold on, hold on, doing? hold on, hold on. I need to. I need a second here to process okay. this we're moving quick i know we are uh i'm watching that i'm feeling it so the militia are inside the gate which is the last that gate is the last line of defense before it gets into tin town yes so that's gate three and out of the mine and so that's gate three out of the mine yes we're heading into gate on the other two. side uh, on the other and side of gate two past gate two yes so basically, we're headed into the refugee area. Yes. Okay. And um, 
basically we're about we're seeing dust and clutter come through this space yes this you can see second that gate yes it whatever it is is already past gate one okay um hold on I, it's percent dice in these moments, so you know. Please hold. Yeah, oh, I got you. You roll and see if he does it. I love it. Fuck. <laughs> do do I care about them? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay, hold on. Um, so follow your heart. Uh, I roll. I rolled the dice, and I know how to interpret dice now. Percent dice. Um, so oh, yeah, that's a fun story. Yeah, right. That's definitely a, a story. Not knowing that zero, zero, zero on the dice was a hundred, not zero. Yeah, that's a story for another time. Um, Yikes. So, okay, so Cosmo turns to the, the dwarven militia uh, and he just, he says, who's in charge here? Um, so it's, it's, there's actually, um, you actually see uh, someone uh, towards the back um, who you who you recognize from in the mine. It's a it's a dwarf that actually has um, one arm, and he comes uh, he comes over to you. Yeah, what what's going on? I I just don't really feel like it's good for your men to be on this side of the gate. Uh, I I really really feel that you should be on the other side of the gate. It I don't feel it's safe here for you now. Uh, me, we will handle this. I, I really must ask that you return to the other side of gate three. Well, so hold on. They're, they're on, they're in between, they're in the right spot. They, um, so if, if they're on the other side of gate three, they would be out in Tin Town. You're like out, outside of the mine completely in Tin Town. They're just inside of gate three, uh, between gate two and gate three. Sorry, I know it's a little confusing. Do you want them to fight with us? Do you want them to get the hell out? Yeah, that's what, right now they're protecting the town. <gasps> BK understands my dilemma right now. I'm not. I'm not there. Okay. I, I know. I'm I know. Not there. I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not. Are uh, you trying to you. get? Him? Yeah, I'm you do you. you. So, um, I, I, I what's that? No, I just, I, I think I'm not getting something. So, well, I mean, you're the DM. I'm supposed to keep something from you, right? Oh, gotcha. This is, this is your guys' conversations you're having secretly. Um, this is Cosmo's moral conundrum. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right, all right, chat. Real quick. Um, Cosmo's having bat nightmare flashbacks of people getting caved in on right now. Oh, right. And, and Cosmo is so stuck, like... Like that, yeah. these people are the ones that are going to die if he lets them stay in the room. And he's like, "Oh, I he, see." Because yep. they were faceless people that that were shown to him, and if he lets them stay in the mine and it collapses, then they're all dead, and there's nobody to protect the town. Um, roll me a persuasion if you're trying to do this. Okay. <laughs> I've learned never fulfill the pro prophecy. 
<laughs> I'll wish run from it. It's a 15. All right. They rolled, uh, they rolled a 15 as well. So I'm just going to say that it comes to a stalemate and goes, listen, I don't know what you're afraid of, but right now that giant thing is the only thing that I don't want coming through this gate. I'm not going to feel good if I'm hiding on the other side of it. Right. But if this, you have to promise me one thing then, if it seems the mine is going to come down, that you get your men out. I'll do everything I can to make sure that these soldiers make it home. Right. Then keep your men safe and we'll carry on. All right. Cool. Um, so are you guys running through the, the, uh, going under the gate? Yeah. Yep. He, Cosmo pulls his war pick and his shield out and just runs into... As you're, as you're running, just the mine collapses behind you, killing all of them. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. No. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, actually, as Brandgrim you... Brandgrim starts doing the running man on the rubble. <laughs> as you slide underneath this gate, though, it does slam behind you. And... All right. Uh, here we go. Over to Astral and initiative rolls. Oh. Let's do it. <laughs> I got a one. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my dice. They're working for you again. One plus five. I got a six. Five. That's... You almost beat me with a one. I got an eight. <laughs> That's what I rolled. I got a six. Uh, let's see. And it's my... John, do we uh, see the, like, townsfolk of the undercommon people? Uh, yes, I'll describe the scene here in a second. I want to get all the initiatives right now. Uh, I want to know now. My initiative is 16. Ooh. Okay, awesome. It's an... If you can't read that, chat, it says... It's an Uber Hulk. Like, it's a Hulk that caught an Uber here. <laughs> Normally it's called an Umber Hulk, but uh, it is the biggest Umber Hulk Rangram, you've experienced these in the past, and maybe Cosmo, you've seen them just from mining. They're common in the in the Underdark, but uh, this thing is about twice as big as any uh, Umber Hulk you've ever seen in your life. If you think these things are bad, you should see the Lift Hulks. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, I'll be here all night, unfortunately. Yeah, the Taxi Hulks <laughs> were bad, but uh, the, lift taxi hulks and, hulks. the Lift Hulks and Uber Hulks yes. killed all of them. Right. He just killed him off. Uh, what did Rangrim get? I got an eight, sir. Nice. And what did Glenn get? Uh, I got a six. Oh, cool. I got a dirty one. All right. Cosmo. Actually, let me describe the room real quick. And yeah. then, uh, right. Ready, please. Because... Yeah, so what you see as the dust clears and you pass this room, again, this this space between gate one and gate two where the refugee encampment is, is it's, it widens out and it's kind of this, this much wider room. And there are these kind of ramshackle shelters built all over the place where these uh, essentially, you know, refugees from the Underdark that have come trying to seek shelter away from the chaos that the Underdark has fallen into is they've built these these little areas and these essentially these homesteads um, down here. And the first gate, as you know from last time you're down here, was 
it was just a doorway. It's just an archway. It doesn't have a gate on it at all. Uh, that gate, that 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 archway has been utterly destroyed uh, by this thing running through it. And now there is just a probably a twenty foot gap in this whole this this uh, wall. And there is just debris everywhere. And there are tents that have been completely crushed by pieces of rubble. Anything that's near the entrance uh, and the the pathway or the um, sorry the the gate that first gate is been completely demolished as this uh uber hulk has come through it and you can see people peeking out but for the most part it seems like the the refugees have taken shelter uh, as far away from this as humanly possible like running back towards the like other gate yeah they're just they're kind of packed into the far uh, against the wall of the the gate farthest away from the uber hulk uh, and they're they're not trying to get through the gate because they don't you know they don't feel like that's going to be something that's going to help them very much, but they are just trying to make as much distance away from that as possible. But you can see that you know some of these people have not made it out successfully, and uh, you know their their tents and shelters have been utterly destroyed by this this thing coming through. Um, and with that, Cosmo, uh, it is actually your turn. Right. Okay. So just to clarify, um, there are like refugees on the edges they're behind you essentially in this map oh they're behind me okay i'm cool yes. with that i will allow it you guys are about halfway up in this room right now okay so from where we sit on astral like the, the refugees would be off yes. like behind us yes awesome. oh and then so uh just for flavor it was just like uh and it turns to the group and it's just more of like a guys just uh Whatever happens here, we just, we have to protect the mine, and we must protect the refugees. Uh, that is our first priority. And then he just, like, runs at the beast. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so you can make it, so these are, these are five foot squares, so. Do your movement. Where are you going? Uh, I guess it would be right there. Five. I think I'm up to 30 feet. 25 um and then i'll just kind of move up and then i will i'm gonna cast hunter's mark on this uber hulk guy and that's kind of my turn for now awesome and for anyone that's uh listening to audio format we uh what you're seeing with this uber hulk is this massive essentially like hulking insectoid form that is just like covered in spines and chitin. It's probably, I mean, probably 20 feet. It's it's very, it's very large form that, that is uh, just kind of lumbering towards them through this, uh, through this gateway. And uh, with that, it's actually going to screech out in this nasty, just kind of like chittering noise that kind of reverberates across the ground and as it moves forward and you look into its eyes I actually need all of you as it gets within uh, within actually it's just going to be Cosmo right now but as it gets within range Cosmo I need you to make me a charisma saving throw this 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 me best coined <laughs> you bloody beast it's a 17 
Okay. As you look into its eyes, you feel this kind of like wave of confusion wash over you for just a second before you are able to fight it off. But you felt for a minute as if some, there was some sort of uh, some sort of magic that's coming out of the eyes of this creature. And with that, it is going to essentially try to go past you and swat you out of the way as it goes. Uh, do I get an attack of opportunity? Uh, well, it's attacking you currently, so it's going to try to hit you first. Oh, um, uh, that's fine. Then. But if it, if it goes by you, then yes, you could get an attack of opportunity oh, okay. on it. That's, How that's, rude. It's so rude. Uh, so it's, it's going to attack you twice with its claws. That first attack is a 16... Nope. And that second attack is going to be an 18. Uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be 10 damage as it swats at you with its arm uh, as it tries to rush by you. And with that, it's going to pass by you, uh, which means that you can uh, attack it if you'd like. I certainly will. And uh, I'll use it me attack, and uh, with me hunter's mark, I get advantage. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> that's much nicer. That's a uh, twenty-three to hit. Uh, yes, that does hit. Yes, it does. That's going to be twelve. Plus 15 damage. Um, and let me look. That's something. I'm trying to remember my, my shield master when I can. Right, pushing. Yeah, what It's the, pretty uh, big. I don't know. There's a limit on whether or not you can push something that is uh, in the large category. Um, I'd have to go read the player's handbook. But um, it does not. Uh, it's a bonus action, so it's not gonna work anyways. I thought it, maybe okay. it was a reaction. Um, awesome. So that's gonna bring us to Rangram. What are you gonna do? Um, um. Uh, quick DM question. Thank you. Um, yeah. How do you rule I on casting? Uh, I know. I, I we know you rule. Um two spells in a turn, do you stand by the one spell in a cantrip? Uh, that's the technical PHP thing in the player's handbook, but I've played it both ways. I, just, I don't think we've ever come across this. What is it again? Um, so technically in the player's handbook it says if you cast a spell like, just as an example what I was going to do, I was going to cast Spiritual Weapon and Bless. Spiritual Weapon is a bonus action. Bless is an action. According to the player's handbook, you can only cast one spell in a cantrip. Oh, I think that if it's a Turn. bonus action, I think if it's a bonus action, that's totally fine. I, we can homebrew that. Okay, as long as you're fine with that, so it's, that's it's what I'm doing. That's because we use a mostly 5e. Yeah, mostly. A mostly 5e D&D adventure. Bam. So I'm just going to pony up right here, just on the adjacent side of Cosmo, uh, cast Spiritual Weapon, as well as cast Bless, on the homeboys and um john is there any way you can drop like any sort of doodad in so i can see my spiritual weapon oh yeah let me Actually, at some point i'll like maybe i'll find something i can send to you even if you have like a upside down halfling we can 
use that. Yeah, yeah I think I have a... Uh, let me see what I can add in here. I might have to add uh, a zombie or something like that. Just something so I can visually look at it, because I can only move it, like, so far. There you go. You get a zombie, which I can change to be a spiritual weapon. Okay. So, I don't have control over it, but that's that's totally fine. We just assume it'd mostly probably stay in range of that uh, homeboy. Yes. Yeah, just let me know where you would like me to move it. And so, then I on can... my bonus action, when I summon it, I can make an attack with it. Actually, you know what? I just gave you access to it. Awesome. So, when I cast a spell, I can make a melee spell attack against the creature, and it's just a D8 plus my spell casting modifier. D8 plus four. Actually, I gotta roll to see if I hit first. I'm assuming that an 11 does not hit the Uber Hulk. It does not hit it. Okay. Never mind. I got this sweet spiritual weapon full around him. It wicked whiffed on the 20 foot monstrosity that's there. <laughs> um, but aside from that, we all blessed up too. Sweet. Blessed. Awesome. We have, and yes, uh, can, you, can remind confirm me. I can move him too. D4. The what? Attacks and saving throws. Attacks and saving throws. Rangram, what's your passive perception? My passive perception is probably pretty good. My passive perception is 16. That is very good. Okay, as you're running up to this, this Uber Hulk, past it, you see this kind of in between the damaged gate, you see kind of the this shimmering spectral form uh, pretty far away from you, but it's between that, uh, that gate on the far end. Humanoid in shape. Gotcha. And that's going to bring us to Glenn. Uh, so he's just bounding his way right at me literally like a locomotive on those tracks it's an octopus um, <laughs> don't meta don't meta game can't oh man I'm not sure what to do um Glenn just starts nervously laughing and like is pulling out his bow and he's like <laughs> I hope you think this joke's funnier than me he says knock knock and then as he pulls his arrow back and he goes you're supposed to say who's there and he catches Tasha's hideous laughter yes um actually let me see okay I think it has enough yeah it does have enough intelligence okay uh so what what kind of what kind of saving throw oh no uh wisdom oh I forgot about the intelligence thing I need to be it's a 14 oh he saves he does not think you're that funny. That's because uh, he didn't say who's there. He missed the punchline. <laughs> he missed the setup. And as I recognize that that fails, uh, I'm going to take my movement and move 30 feet out of his way. And I'm going to hide behind uh, this doohickey right here. Take nice. my bonus action to hide. 
Awesome. Yeah, so it, it's a it's a shelter that you can actually, if you're able, if you want to go inside of it, uh, there it seems to be vacated, and it's just essentially this like empty tent. So if you wanted to go inside of it and hide inside and shoot through the front flaps, you can as well on your next turn. Perfect. So, kind of 18 stealth as well. Awesome. Yeah, you are you are definitely hidden. That beats the passive perception. Um, Cosmo, it is your turn. Yes it, yes, it is. Well, welcome in, Chav Hunter. It's clearly my turn, and we're gonna welcome, welcome. We're gonna swing the axe. Let's see what happens. That's a twenty-two to hit. Yeah, that definitely hits. Right, and uh, let's see. Roll damage again. Right, that's a thirteen damage. Thirteen damage. Mm. Come down on it with your. Uh, you, you see this like um, this chitin uh, that you're hitting. Like you're able to like you get a nice crack out of it as it like from this exoskeleton as you're able uh, to nail it with your pick. Uh yeah yeah yeah. I think I'm really aiming for the, I don't know how, it's 20 feet high. I think I'm like cracking at its like knees. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty big beast. And, uh, as a, for flavor, I, I just look over to Rangram and I say, Rangram, he's got a funny thing. Don't, don't look in his eyes. What, look at his eyes? Don't look at his eyes. He's, just don't, just hit him. Just swing at his knees. The knees. Got you. Yep. And All right. And whatever's in between the knees. I don't know. He's a bug. Um, and, is that the end of your turn? Uh, no. I, oh. you, well, oh, shoot. That one's not a bonus action. That's the end of my turn. Okay. Actually, yeah. So, Rangrim, I need, uh, Cosmo, have, since, uh, since, Noticing that there was, uh, you know, there was things going on with his vision, with the eyes. Have you been averting your gaze at all? Uh, I've been looking at his knees, so yes. Okay, okay. Uh, Rangram, I need you to make me a charisma saving throw. Saving throw. I do have to add, just for my own, is it a, is it... I have advantage if it's against being charmed or paralyzed. It is, Which, uh, well, it's confusion, so whichever one that is. I don't think that would be either. I think the confused, uh, confused is a whole separate, uh, yeah. condition. Yeah, I'm trying to see in here. I believe it's confused. Yeah, I believe, yeah, I don't believe you would have an advantage on it. Like, yeah, charmed or paralyzed. Charmed and paralyzed are two different, uh, yeah. so I wouldn't have advantage. Cool. I just wanted to make sure. And it's a charisma save? Yes. Right? That is, I hope, good enough. Fifteen. Uh, that just saves. Ooh. I have advantage on did, charisma did you, saves, did guys. You, did I you, mean, uh, did you use your bless? Did you use your bless? I didn't use my bless. They so see, bless I up, just so you know. It was actually an eighteen DM shade. This, oh yeah, that's me, boy. Blessed. Forgot. All right. Blessed up. <laughs> uh, so this thing seems to be have now finally taken notice of these two smaller figures in front of it that seems to be impeding its path and are attacking its knees. 
So it's going to start swiping down on both of you, and it's going to do a swipe at Rangrim, which is going to be a 21 to hit. Yuck. That hits. And then Cosmo is going to roll to attack you. That's going to be not good. It's, and then it's, it's going to... It's going to miss you with its hand, and instead it's going to bend down and try to grab you with its mandibles. And that is also not good. That's going to be... It's not going to do it. It's going to be a 10 total. You, so, Rangrim, what's up? Can I take an attack of action on his face when he gets close to me? <laughs> no, no. It's it's part of its, it's, part of its attack. <laughs> I know. I, I was looking for those eyes. I'm on to <laughs> him. I'm on to him. Uh, that's 11 damage, Rangrim. It's, it catches you with one of those claws. Uh, and John, just Rit. your FYI, I did not renew my Blessing of the Forge after my long rest, so my armor oh, class no. is only 18 right now. Armor days. Ren, Ren Grimm, are you hanging there, buddy? <clears throat> I'm fine. <clears throat> just remember, don't look at your eyes. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's not going to move forward at all right now. It's just going to be trying to figure out how to get you guys out of the way. So this is going to bring us to Rangram's turn. Okay. Um, so if I were to kind of move slightly out of his path, would that provoke an attack of opportunity? Like if I just gave him ample space to move between us? I believe that if you don't disengage, that if I it don't does. Disengage it, it's I believe it's would. attack of opportunity, yeah. Okay. All right, so fuck him directly in the face. I'm gonna bonus action attack him with my spiritual weapon. Nice. Well, you could like, you, you could move around him. You can use your movement speed as long as you don't like move out of his melee range. attack range, I thought. Yeah, like if you stay oh, no, with he's gonna He's gonna have to steamroll right through me if I'm moving. I don't wanna leave a clear shot for him to go to the gate. I was kind of just trying to provoke him so I can get an attack of opportunity on him at some gotcha, point. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, so that is an 18 for my spiritual weapon to hit. Uh, yes, that does hit. So that's a D8 plus 4. 6 damage. 6 force damage. If nice. it matters. And um, then, while right in front of him, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at first level. So that is a... It's a ranged spell attack, so. Nice. Do you have disadvantage for shooting a ranged spell of close range? It just says it's a ranged spell attack, but it doesn't give you, like, the ranges like it would with uh, bows and crossbows, etc. Okay. Yeah, if, chat, if anyone in chat knows that, um, but we, uh, can just, we can just go without disadvantage for right now. There's a, they're on your spell chart. chart it, spell if, chart? Chart. Chart. Spell chart. If if there is a minimum or maximum range, it'll say it'll say like. Okay. So if there's not, then we can just go without. Yeah, and even under actions, it just it says range one twenty feet, but it doesn't have the min max like it normally does. Mm -hmm. Okay. With uh, bows and such. So that one was a ninety. Without having disadvantage. Okay. Yeah. That hits. Does hit. Wonderful. So guiding you, bolt is forty-six. You can hit the broadside of a barn. Mm. Uh that's pretty decent. Pretty decent. Eleven 
14 um, radiant damage from Guiding Bolt. And until the end of my turn, the next attack against it has advantage. Very nice. Yeah, so it's glowing. He's all glittery now. Yeah, he's glowing with this this light now from Guiding Bolt. Awesome. Glenn, what are you going to do? So from just inside the tent, um, now it's a number of that's like glowing and more visible. Yeah. Uh, I take the the arrow that I had notched. I already I yelled a Rangrim like we could already see him, and I take a shot at his head. Nice, which you have advantage on. Very much so. Yeah, sneak attack. Bro. Uh, and that's a nat twenty. What? We needed Jesus. that. Jesus. Needed that. Plus plus seven plus bless, but we we'll go oh. with uh, that hits. Uber Hulk. Uh, Uber Hulk. So that's 2d8. Does, ah shit, I should know this. Does that apply to sneak attack dice as well? I don't think the sneak attack damage crits. It's I think only it's, the weapon damage. I think right? it's just the weapon damage. Okay. I think, actually, you know what? I'm lying. It's definitely all the sneak attack damage. <laughs> uh, okay, so 13. One D eight plus five. Sorry, math. Oh, sneak! A cr- sneak! Everyone's saying sneak does crit. It's all yep. the dice. It's all the dice. Yeah, I think it's. I. That's what I thought too. Was that all dice? All all dice is double. Okay, so oh, hey, snap! Chat says sneak crits. Sneak chat, crits. Chat, you are amazing. But, Thank but you chat, for the assist. But chat, but chat also says that it's disadvantage if a ranged spell is done within melee. So. That's fine. I'll I'll disadvantage on all my ranged spells <laughs> if we can crit on sneaks. <laughs> right. Uh, 34 plus seven, so I have 41 damage. Oh my god! <laughs> With my longbow. I just aim for one of the eyes. Yeah, okay, uh, I'm in. Yeah, be- okay, because of that, I'll say that you are, um, because you've taken it now into bloodied range, you you nail this thing directly in the eye, and Thanks, just like, it, it, it just kind of rears back and like lets out this, that cat, like the, the clattering screech as its eye is just like this, this nasty like black goo is just kind of like pouring down its face now from one of its eyes, its ruined eyes, which essentially is going to make it so the Cosmo is not going to have to make any of the saves on that side anymore. Um, and uh, bonus action, hide. What's up? For 17. Said so that was 41 damage? Yes, sir. That was... You guys have done some crazy damage. Um, awesome. This thing is fucking pissed now, but Cosmo, it is your turn. It's right. It is me turn. Yeah. And, uh, uh, question. Do this, does everybody see this spectral figure in the back or no? Rangram is the only one. I think I'm the only one. Sorry, I didn't tell anyone yet. I just wanted to clarify because it was on the map. I will right. say that Cosmo, uh, you you can you could be able to see it from where you're at right now. You do not see it. Got it. That's very intriguing. But okay. So I was just trying to decide if <laughs> you're. T- That's awesome. Right. Okay. Then we hit. I mean, we. I need to roll for it, but. Uh. Eh. So it's in bloody range, so I'm gonna save that. So we'll go ahead and do this. It is alright. It's uh Chavwiz is level four. That's gonna be Oh, this is going good. It's a 
uh, it's a soft crit of a 19. <laughs> soft crit? Of a, nat, a soft crit. A soft crit of a nat 19. Yeah. That's um, my porn name. It hits. Soft crit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shit. Okay. That's so gross. <laughs> Alright. So, we do, um... We come up a little short, but we do um, we do eleven damage. Um. Okay. Oh jeez. Uh yeah. yeah. We did this all cheese feeds. This thing is very very much not doing okay. Its armor is starting to crack where you've been hitting it, like, and there's just like that black ooze is creeping through all these holes, and it's like exoskeleton from your pickaxe. It's been just like hammering away on it, and. With that, this thing is going to essentially go into a rage, and it's going to grab. It's going to try to grab Rangrim and throw him. That is a seventeen. Rude. Uh, so that that's a it's a seventeen to hit, like to essentially grab you. Is, is it going to be a contested grapple? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we can do it. We can do a contested grapple. Because that, that would miss my armor class. Okay. But we can roll strength. Okay, yeah, let's do a Technically, it's a grapple, right? We should roll. Does he straight. get disadvantage because he only has one eye? So that's a that's a going to be a 22 then with the strength added on. Oh, uh, wicked yuck. So, um, wait, yeah, he definitely hawks me wherever he feels like. Wait, did you get your bless? Y yes. You yes, blessed? <laughs> yes. With my bless, I got a 17. That's no good. So he gave he's the DM gonna grab, a free pass. He's gonna grab Rangram and throw you straight back over the shoulder, and you're going to collide with this rock here. Oh, uh, I need you to take. I'm gonna roll. You're gonna take four damage, and you just kind of like are prone down next to this rock. I am prone. Okay. Yes. And. Uh, with that, it's going to continue to try to move forward, taking, I assume, an attack of opportunity from Cosmo. It's essentially trying to run through you, Cosmo, mm -hmm. to uh, to get here. Okay. Right. Um, um, and, yeah, so do your, do your shit, your attack of opportunity. That's all right. I sure will. Come on, crit. I didn't get it. That's all right. Um, I... So I got a 19 to hit. Okay, uh, yeah, you hit. And then, um, like, as I see him, as I see him trying to push through, um, like, I do take my attack of opportunity, and then I'm trying to scroll down real quick while I'm... That's fine. So as I see him run, like trying to step forward, I take my attack of opportunity, and on this one, I actually use like a divine smite, and you see my war pick like start to glow, and I really lean in on that knee. Nice. And um, don't have enough d8s, but we're gonna see what happens here. Oh, oh that's music <laughs> to my ears. <laughs> I don't have enough kill. <laughs> Um, let's see, so... 6, 12... 16... 17 damage. 
Um, wait a minute, hold on. Actually, one more. S motherfucker. Uh, what did I say? 16, so that's gonna be- 17. I said 17, so that's gonna be 25 damage. 25 damage. Yes! Let's okay, go. as you hit this thing, it seems to destabilize that knee, and it goes down to- it does drop down to a knee on that side, and lets out that, like, chittering screech again, and it puts its hands forward in front of it, and it seems to be preparing to just, like, crawl its way continuously forward. And as you land that attack, I actually need you to make me an intelligence saving throw, Cosmo. Okay. Oh. How's an 18? You feel like your head is splitting in half and you fall you feel your body fall down to uh, a knee as you take 2d6 with an eight psychic damage 2d6. 2d6 psychic damage um so that's gonna be 12 psychic damage and you are afraid and this you are instantly transported mentally to another place as you are you're fighting, you're in a tunnel and you're fighting alongside a bunch of dwarves and you're there's a whole mess of underdark creatures and monsters not underdark creatures but monsters that are fighting and, the, and you and your fellow dwarves there's about four of you are fighting and you look to your side and you recognize a face you haven't seen in a very long time and you the Cosmo sees his father and you are fighting alongside him and then from the back of the group you and from the darkness you see this uh, mind flayer walk forwards and extend their hand and on their hand you see this burnt in symbol of an eye and you watch them take their hand and just pull down like this and with that you and all of the people all of the dwarves you are with and all the creatures you're fighting are crushed alive by this this falling rock and um and with that that's where the psychic damage comes from as you essentially feel like you are being crushed alive um and the physical body of Cosmo is prone on the ground and is uh, is, is affected by the uh, the status effect fear, um, and that is uh, your current situation. That is going to bring us to, I uh, believe, Rangrim. Snap! All right, a whole uh, lot of stuff just happened right there. That's that was bad. A lot. It's no good. Um, I'm hurt. so far away from Cosmo right now. Uh, first thing, I'm I'm prone. So I'm going to stand up. That's halved my movement of my massive 30-foot uh, movement speed. Um, uh, I'm going to have my spiritual weapon move up 
make an attack against the Uber Hulk. Okay. I know. I'm. I'm trying to move around where everybody is, Tigris. Fifteen. Trying to keep everybody within range. Uh, that does not hit. Although he's actually prone right now, so you have advantage on attacks on the Uber Hulk. Oh, I do. Wonderful. Yes, you do. Seventeen. Plus a bless. Does not. Plus plus. Uh, spiritual weapon doesn't get doesn't get the benefit gotcha. of blast. Unfortunately, you are just shy of hitting it. He's this. There's no good. Well, well, Rangrim is going to take the rest of his movement to kind of pivot around. Well, first, now I can fully see Spectral Homeboy over here, the Spectral figure. You can only see the outline of a form there that is like, it's like a shimmering haze in the figure of a form. Would I be able to tell if it's like kind of Mind Flayer-ish shaped? I've been in the Underdark for like 125 years. Uh, I will say that yes, you get some. Uh, you, you get some. Uh, what would? What is the the captain of the fucking? You get some Davy Jones, Jones vibes off this thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Some real squid bit going on yeah. here. Okay. Yeah. You get some squid feelings off. This don't thing. tell anyone that. And instead, I'm firing one more guiding bolt as at it- the Uber Hulk. Because now, thanks to chat, I know I have to be far away to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, we thought about using roll twenty, but like this. with the plus four, nineteen. Yes, that does hit. Let's go. Okay. Shout out, bless guys. Anyone in chat, if you have a cleric Ooh, in your group um, and they don't put bless on the party, they don't get to play range attack. <laughs> range gets disadvantage on the target. Yeah, if something's prone. If something's prone, it's like. Yeah, oh, that is correct. If it's prone, if it's prone, ranged is disadvantage. Yep, that is proper. So, I, missed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say because of the twist. size I'm gonna say the size of this thing. I don't think that prone gives you disadvantage. That wouldn't make a lot of sense to me because it's it's barely any smaller. You're shooting at its back, which is a very broad target. I, I think normally that is the case, but I, I don't in this in this instance I don't think you have this advantage on. Kind DM. Very kind DM. Well, my damage roll was pretty low. That's only seven damage on forty-six. Okay. I mean this thing is looking really bad. You see the scorch mark and then it lights up again with uh, that glittering But he's mad glowy. He's mad he's, glowy. He's mad glowy and Glenn's Glenn's gonna be up next here. So That's me. Yeah, it is uh it is your turn, Glenn. All right. Um, so he's like kind of crushed, taking a knee, and he's all glowy and beautiful. He's got an arrow sticking out of his eye. So I throw my bow on my back, and as I throw it on my back, I grab my uh, double-bladed scimitar, and I just charge him, and I jump. Well, let's just see if I actually make the attack first. Let's see if I hit. Say, just just fucking there. miss it. Before you <laughs> tell everybody it. how fancy it is. I got another nat 20. Oh my yes. god. I got a 20 and a 12. Oh. Hell yeah. It feels good. It feels good. Somebody, I I really feels wanted that on good. mine. Really hoping for that on that smite hit. I'll take I it. I know, me too. I'm going to roll all 16 d8s. Oh shit. 
Alright, so 8 plus 10. So 18 damage, uh, 14 damage, 24 damage on that one. Um, so 24 damage on the hit. I, As I'm sprinting towards him with the double-bladed scimitar, I jump up and grab his grab the arrow sticking out of his eye and I swing myself up and I cast uh, a booming blade in the air oh yes let's down go. into his other eye yeah do something impale both of them so as, an extra at, d8 it was a one so it doesn't matter 25 damage I mean I think you've already described it but how does it die yes uh sick so like as it's on kind of one knee trying to like kind of bring itself up I just you know, full-blown Legolas swing and just come up and just stab it right in the eye and this whole burst of electricity just courses through its body and it's kind of ride its face onto the ground. Yeah, as you as you shoot this electricity through it, you see from all the cracks and rents that have been formed in it from both Rangrim and uh, Rang, uh, Rangrim and Cosmo and just the, the black blood just kind of splat, splurts out from all these different directions and it just kind of like falls down to the ground and you ride it down and just like shuddering the ground as it hits uh, and with this like sick cracking noise um, and uh, with that the Uber Hulk is destroyed um, tight. Rangrim as his head pops off you just <laughs> confetti explodes out from his Neck. Uber Hulk birthday party mod. Rangram. Active. This is oh, uh, super cool. I'm wicked happy about what's about to happen here. Um, <laughs> this spectral form uh, disappears from over uh, from the distance and reappears immediately in front of you. And you feel your hand get grabbed and come up like this. And it's holding onto your hand with this like vice-like grip. And it just says, you seem to have forgotten where your powers come from. Oh, come on now. I don't like any of this. <laughs> Bye, Ray Graham. Let me give you a reminder. They wouldn't want you hurting their children. And you feel this burning on your hand and uh, just the searing pain as this figure dis disappears in front of you and your hand is free to move again. Uh, and as you look down at your hand, there is this image that you've seen now a couple <laughs> times. And there is the symbol of an eye uh, burned and seared into your palm. And with that, we're going to end the session tonight. Oh, Dang. come on. Yeah. Oh. I'll flip my desk over real quick. Oh, you're marked. You're one of them. <laughs> <laughs>